Hi, this is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers, and I'm awfully glad you joined us. I often say welcome, 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 and I so mean it. I know that in heaven we're going to have a big homemakers gathering, and I'm going to see your faces and your new bodies and be glad to know you and meet you and spend time with you worshiping the Lord. I've been talking about a variety of things as we tend to do and try to do with some determination. Who you are as a wife, who you are as a mother, who you are as a homemaker, who you are as a woman. And, and I know we get to who you are as a woman far more often because I think it's far more essential that you know and understand who you are as a woman, a woman of faith. Our goal this year is to keep ourselves focused on knowing Jesus more. And I've been thinking a lot about what happens to us when we get into situations that are difficult. <laughs> Do you have a difficult situation every day? Every day? Really, truly every day. Something comes into our life that's momentarily difficult, that is a decision we make that's going to cause difficulty later, or something that comes into our life that's really big, gargantuan. My husband and I were recently with a precious brother who lost his wife about six months ago. This has been big. And the difficulty of reinventing his life and what he's going to do next and where he's going to live and getting rid of his wife's things. And he wants his wife's things in the house, and but he doesn't want all of her things in the house as it is. Her presence in the house is enormous huge. This is a huge difficulty. So I've been thinking about these difficulties particularly, and I had some thoughts. Remember that I read widely, so I'm not sure where all of these thoughts come from, but I always say to the people who gave us these great ideas, whoever you are, may you receive your attribution in heaven, because I pray that these things are useful to all who hear my voice, wherever you're listening from. When difficulties come, we get mired in our powerlessness. Like, this thing is so difficult and I feel powerless. Or I feel false guilt. Or I feel hopeless. Well, if we think we're never going to change, then we're hopeless. It reduces our joy or denies our joy. And we even think to ourselves, how can I be joyful, Lord, when this big thing is going on. And yet God tells us that our joy comes from him. And it is that very recognition of that joy that gives us strength to get through the difficult thing. It often, when a difficulty comes, when we allow it to take over us, it diminishes our thinking. It causes us to be locked in what I call un unnecessary pain. I have done that to myself, and you have all heard me say at least once, have a pity party. Have a pity party. When I was young, I had pity parties. I invited too many people to my pity party. And now I say to you, if you have a pity party, invite a friend, but don't invite too many friends, because tomorrow that thing is going to change. I can tell you now, when I have a pity party, I don't invite anybody. I don't when I'm having a real pity party. But when I have a difficulty, I invite people who understand what it means to go through pain to pray with me and for me. God has something in mind for all of these difficulties. Now, there's a psychologist, his name is Yepko. 
wouldn't you love that name, Yapko? Y-A-P-K-O. And he gives us three little things, and I'm going to give them to you quickly, that keep us from walking through a difficult time with any rationale or level of joy. We think all or nothing at all, all or nothing at all, this is it, this is the end, this is how it will always be. Taking it personally, it's all about me, it's all about me. This is being done to me personally. Now, let me say, wait, I'll come to this. And then the third thing is thinking that things can never change, which is kind of tied to the all or, or nothing at all or taking things personally. Now, I am telling you, when some difficulty happens to you, it is hard not to take it personally. You know, what does that mean, don't take it personally? She just said it to you. My my story of a friend who sent me a letter after 15 years of a very close, intimate relationship, and the letter started out by saying, Dear Donna, this is hard for me to say, but I don't want to be your friend anymore. Don't contact me. Don't call me. What's not personal about that? Okay, I know, and I know now, that what was going on inside of her, and and there was... There was toward the end of her life, and she was in the dying process when all of this happened. There was a modicum of reconciliation between the two of us, and I know that we're reconciled now because I'm reconciled to her, and she's in heaven, so it's easy. But it it is something personal, and I always ask the Lord, so, oh, I'm feeling so glum about myself, and this is, why did they do this to me? But then it gives me opportunity to say, usually in my journal, but always in my prayer, so what about this needs refinement in me? Because God does want me to grow and be refined through all my difficulties. So all or nothing at all, you know, the friend is never going to be my friend again, or I'm never going to have... I'm never going to have a friend. Or you start out dinner. This is, a, this is a great one. This happens to all of us. It's an anniversary dinner or a birthday dinner or a really nice dinner out. We made a reservation. Or we're going out. Often what happens, we have a high expectation. But then there's something happens. And he says a cranky thing or you respond or you think cranky. And in that moment, you say to yourself, dinner's over. Oh, no. Oh, no, honey, it's not. Trust me. Dinner's not over unless you make it over. Could I encourage you to remember who you are? Remember that this will will come again at another time and will not ruin an opportunity to draw closer together. Oh, I'm not saying dismiss it if he was harsh to you or did something that needs attention, but not at the dinner. Wait till dinner is over. Wait for two days. Enjoy the blessing of what God has given you. At Genesis 42 and 36, we see... The Jacob, who says, Joseph is no more. Oh, I need to reteach all that stuff about Joseph. I love the life of Joseph, found in the book of Genesis, for most of the book of Genesis. But his father is all or nothing at all. Simeon is no more. Now they want to take Benjamin, and Joseph is no more. And if you know the end of the story, Joseph was still alive and well. But he didn't know that. Um, Our cell phone ringing in the middle of our study and we think the relational event that's going on. I had this recently happen to me. The phone rang. I forgot to turn off the phone. Big deal. I got up and turned the phone off. Hey, I'm not perfect. It's not all or nothing at all. I didn't turn off the phone. I'm not perfect. Turn off the phone and get on. Move on with it. 
we take things seriously. This really did happen because of me. And some of that's very true. <laughs> There's a great old book. I still have it on one of my bookshelves, I know, because I've said it. The title of it is, He Better Be Dead. And it's about a woman, a Jewish woman in New York City, who wrote this book, making fun of the fact that we think our husbands or our children or they're doing the worst things. And in fact, they're caught in traffic. In those days, there weren't cell phones. And, and if he's philandering out there, I don't want to know any about that. He, he better be dead if that was the bottom line. Oh, someone is late. It doesn't value me if they're late. I didn't ask or receive a card for my birthday. They forgot my name when I walked up to them. Don't be impulsive. Don't make choices and judgments that may hurt what's going on and what God is trying to do. Make time to hear from God. And then this whole thing about change, and I really do think we talked about it recently. I talk to so many groups and do so much. If I'm repeating myself, it's okay because God does give us an opportunity to mature in our faith. If you are rooted in the past and cannot look to the future, if you don't stop in the moment and look to the past and see his faithfulness, you can't see how he's going to be faithful in a difficult thing that is in front. My father will always be. My father has made some very um, difficult choices in his life that have brought harm to him and harm to our family and harm to our relationship. And he is 87 years old. There are days when I think he will never change. And then my daughter and my family, my grandchildren, my husband and I went to his modest little place where he lives and we cleaned it and brought food and flowers. And for three days in a row, he called me to say thank you. He never says thank you. He usually thinks we do things that are stupid. And I think I have to tell him this story because when I first came to faith, he said to me, on a number of occasions about living for Jesus, you live in La La Land. Well, maybe he named the movie La La Land. My husband is never going to be, my children are never going to change. David is doomed if he goes out before Goliath. All these things are falsehoods. And I want to encourage you to make sure you have good thinking. Make sure that you don't have faulty thinking. You cannot read someone's mind. You cannot know what they're feeling. Oh, we learn a lot, don't we? We know personality profiles. We know spiritual gifts. We live with a person for a long time. We see their body language. We hear their tone of their voice. Yada, 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 yada. Those are very good things. I, I approve of them. I teach them. But I can't read somebody else's mind. And I can't know what they're actually feeling. And I can know that sometimes doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, is craziness. But doing something different allows us to be led by God. And I want you to know that I want to encourage you to know that God is ultimately in charge. Don't let the discomfort the difficulty, the pain, the problem that you are currently in the middle of. And girls, I'm with you right now. I'm currently in the middle of a difficulty. It's deep and hard. 
oh, and when I look at it, I think it could have life consequences for the rest of my short life. Life consequences for everybody I love. But guess what? God is still in the business of taking care of me. And I want to do what he calls me to do. And I know that he loves me, and that he cares for me, and that he protects me, and that I have set my face like a flint, Isaiah, because God, my God, will help me. And that does not mean that I self-destruct. It does not mean that I avoid it, but it does not mean that I self-destruct over this problem. It does not mean that I'm not heartbroken, but it does not mean that I self-destruct. It does not mean that everyone around me has to feel my pain. Remember the 70s, girls? I want to feel your pain. Yes, and there are people close to me who love me and pray for me, and I think they do feel my pain. But I want to confess to the Lord and to everyone who's listening that problems and difficulties come and they go, and some of them come and stay for a lifetime. A young niece of mine has been recently in the last few years diagnosed with MS. A vibrant single woman living in Chicago, enjoying everything that she did, which was active and involved, and now she, in a few years, is resigned to a wheelchair. That is difficult. That is a problem that's not going to go away in her lifetime. So what is she going to choose to do about this problem as she lives it out? And I pray that she will recognize um, every day as she's doing that God is in charge and that she's being refined and that one day it will be over and this physical difficulty will be transformed to a new body. Your problem will come or it will go or it will stay and you will see it differently. But remember, when difficult things come, we are to lean in and remind ourselves that our God will help us. I am Donna Otto. This is Modern Homemakers. I'm glad you joined us. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and have an uncommon way today of dealing with your current difficulty.